Hello, I'm Lee. I'm Troy. I'm Rachel. Welcome to Science in Fiction. Welcome back to Centaurs Part 2. To Centaur 2 Furious. To, to Torso, to... Centaur 2 Centaur Harder. Centaur 2... Centaur? Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> too fast, too furious. <laughs> yes. Too fast, six appendages. Too fast, six appendages, four hooves. Furious. Furious. And dangerous. I think this is definitely the name for the centaur film. This is, yes. <laughs> too fast, six limbs, four hooves, too dangerous. Furious. Very dangerous. Too confused about what they even eat. <laughs> yeah, well, we're gonna talk about what they eat. And also, is this even How an intro? This is like our bad commercial. <laughs> this is a bad commercial. That's what we are. You all know us by now. You know this is what we do. Two Centaur, two Centaur, two Furious. This is Centaur's part two. Hell yeah. Yeah. Punch it. Okay, now we're back. Part two. At, at the break, we haven't missed anything. How, so how do we feel, then, about the skeleton situation? Do we address that? I really like that. Yeah. We need to have a support for the human portion. It can't Absolutely. just be muscles holding it vertical. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'd like it immediately over the forelegs so they bear the brunt of the weight. Mm. It yeah. also reminds me of all of those statistics about for every inch you lean your head forward looking down at your phone, it adds like eight pounds of weight on your neck or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, I love that. I slouch all the time. Same. That's why I get chronic headaches from that, not just my body sucks, but that's beside the point. <laughs> so honestly, like, the skeletal system makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, it doesn't need to be changed too much. Yeah, we've got the lung portion. Now I think we need to go on to child rearing. Child rearing, or before we do that, um, digestion. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think we should end with centaur babies. Yeah. Absolutely. Horses can't eat a lot of things. A lot of things that humans like to eat, such as a cheeseburger. What? Horses, you can't have dairy, they can't have meat. There are certain things that are really, really bad for them. But also, I feel like that's a very inefficient way of existing in a lot of ways, and that it probably mostly is just because that's what was available to them that they could actually get. Since they can't hunt, they're not going to, like, go th I'm, I'm not making any sense, sorry. I think you're going the reverse order of they are herbivores, so they don't really have a, a real hunting pack or anything like that. Well, no, what I'm it's saying is... animal failed at hunting, thus became herbivore. Yeah, but what I'm saying uh, is that because they're herbivores, they're not good at hunting, which means there's no reason for them to evolve being able to eat anything yeah. but herbivore stuff. But for centaurs, clearly they could get other things. So did they start as horses? Did they start as humans? We have to assume that they're, like, a species of their own, maybe? Mm -hmm. I mean, but where was the evolutionary divergence? I feel like, yeah, I feel like the divergence has to have been with horses, because going from a humanoid shape and getting to half-horse seems absolutely insane. You could say the same of going from a horse shape and getting a half-human on top, though. I mean, yes, I think they're they both would have insane. had to um, 
diverged very, very, very long ago. Oh, yes. This Before horses really got as much of a neck as they have now. Or, you know. Or, and I know this goes against our number one rule, but... We break it every episode. We do break it every episode. But we're very Rules careful. are made to be broken, Rachel. Yes. <laughs> um, but what if the reason why centaurs exist is because there is some form of magical fuckery that oh oh I hate this already oh my god please that, continue <laughs> that allowed them to interbreed and thus create a hybrid species like a liger nope I I can't but no. even then like playing in your world there even then a liger oh, a horse and a tiger that does not make a liger <laughs> a lion and a tiger have a very similar body plan and aren't a horse and a still? human do not mm, most of the time. Not always. There have been some fertile laggers now. Wow. Yeah, there's like second generation. It's stupid and I hate it. Wow. Well, I, even so, two big cats are very similar to each other. A human and a horse are not. That's where the M word that rhymes with tragic has to come in. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the tragedy okay. comes in. That's where Zeus comes in. Uh, but <laughs> we're not that far gone yet. Oh, I do. God DNA, though. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> God DNA. Is it's like a... pluripotent genes. Oh, Hox genes. Hox genes? Yeah, Hox genes. Okay, continue. Okay, hang on. I'm going to look this up to make sure that I don't fuck this up. But Hox genes, if I remember right, that's the genes that allows you to activate shit so that you can make weird things grow in the wrong places. Oh, okay. So okay. what you're saying is. You're not saying Hawk like the animal. H O X. Yes. Am what? I pronouncing it wrong or something? I mispronounce everything in my head, so that's not necessarily an indicator. But I heard hawk genes, and I was like, hawks are not that freaky. No, like, Um, homeobox genes is apparently what it's short for. Um, They're a group of related genes that specify regions of the body plan of an embryo along the head-tail axis of an animal. It could be a mutation in the hawk's gene that somehow allows this to happen. Okay. Which... Is the hawk's gene, am I remembering right, that that's how they were able to make the mouse grow ears on its back? Yes. Yeah. That is exactly what that is. Alright, interesting. Okay, so uh, there is some precedence for this, then. It, it's very, very rare. And it would require a lot of fuckery. Maybe but... some bioengineering. Exactly. But I like that better than the M word. Bioengineering yeah. <laughs> and time machines. <laughs> or just... Centaurs far-flung future uh, fantasy world. Yes. Which is one of my favorite tropes, by the way. I do want to take a very quick breather and say horses produce 20 to 80 liters of saliva per day. Oh, yes, they do. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Saliva contains bicarbonate, which buffers and protects amino acids in a highly acidic stomach. Just thought you should know that. Yeah. Let's yeah, go back to hot genes. of slobber. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's got to be, like, some sort of fuckery with the Hawks genes, because that, you can make things get all weird, like, however, you could hypothetically be able to use those genes to make something grow where it's not supposed to, especially if you were genetically engineering it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure about the ear of the mouse, because I, I think I remember this, and I think that they were growing it from stem cells. okay. Mouse and yeah, this is stem cell based. This is not. Yeah, I was seeding cow cartilage cells. So that that's not hooks me. But it does like it can make structures appear in wonky places. <laughs> but it doesn't duplicate the structures. It doesn't, or it can't. Uh, that I know of, it doesn't because it's 
It's specifying the regions uh, in the body plan of an embryo, uh, where they specify the appendages form, um, which appendages form on a segment. So, I, that could be duplication, actually. Yeah, so if it if there was some sort of error where it duplicated the code for a segment, yeah. and then maybe whichever one it starts out as, it just has, like, two extra limbs and a longer torso, and then it evolves into centaur over time. You know, the only research is really on, like, Drosophila. Of but, course. But I'm willing to say yes, based on we can't magic this. So if there is a multiple torso situation, it, I mean, it makes sense to have smaller structures um, further up because you have the higher pressure of gravity. So to have, you know, the, uh, the environmental pressure to have a leaner torso if you were to double torso it, could look humanoid? Mm. Yeah. And then... How do you get from horse face to human face? Uh, good question. Not easily. How do you get from one of the torsos only containing lungs? There's, there's a lot of question marks. I can imagine organs migrating over time not being the That's curious part of this. That is not the most um, The human face thing is pretty bizarre. I think there has to be a little bit of hand-waving in that if we don't want to call gene splicing. I'm part okay of, to say hand-wave. Yeah. Maybe something about their snoots shortening over time because they don't have all the sinuses slowing down the intake of air. You should start really into them having anosmia, right? You really don't want centaurs to smell anything. Yeah, I think it's just really cool. That's not why, but I think it's cool. Um, but then from there, um, if because they need the higher oxygen uh, efficiency in their blood, if they need to start eating red meat, then that might change their mouthy bits also, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if they have a high red blood cell culture, how do horses get their iron? Um, they do not eat meat, I will tell you that. That's a relief. True. Good. Although you can buy horse iron supplements. So horses get uh, iron from mostly, like, dry feed that they eat. So, um, like, forages and things, like grassy stuff, hay, etc., alfalfa, have iron in it. Um, grains have less so. That makes sense, because uh, it's spinach and, like, leafy green vegetables tend to have an iron content, which is how vegans can maintain iron. Yeah, not die. Uh, so it makes sense that horses would get iron from their diet. But I do really like the, because we have this, you know, at least 2,000-year-old idea of centaurs being warlike and very, uh, at least in their... They can't be warlike vegans. Come on. (laughs) Well, I mean, the thing is, if the top half is human, it's not like the human, the human mouth has horse teeth in it. It is still, it still has the omnivorous kind of dentation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I was thinking about earlier when we were talking about uh, respiration and the size of the lungs. Yeah. Um, If we have less lung volume in the horse torso, we have more room for a different gut. That's true. That is very true. We can play with the gut a bit, because currently the way a horse's gut is, um, it can't digest meat. It just doesn't have, it doesn't have the structure for it. Similar to, like, how a dog's stomach or a cat's stomach or, like, a guinea pig's stomach, they're all different. 
the lengths of their gut and what's going on in their stomach and all the things that we have room to like play with some of their stuff. Um, I think the idea of the human skull with human teeth also could lend something to why the face got shorter. Because yeah. if it doesn't need all of those big yeah. teeth yeah. Yes. grinding the grass, it okay. doesn't have the face doesn't have to be as long. I I like that is a fantastic argument. I also, horses have a keener sense of smell than humans yeah. do. So we could take down the horse smell a few notches. And still, I think be able have to smell. Yeah, yeah, but they they don't have they don't have uh, they have human senses with their human parts. So human eyesight, human hearing, human smell, human taste. Mm, human taste. And they enjoy the human taste. They do <laughs> eat meat. Human smell would require the mouth breathing centaurs. We're gonna I'm okay with that. <laughs> Me too, honestly. I think they have the option. You know, I think they do. They're not obligate nose breathers like horses are. So just like humans sometimes when they're really exerting themselves and they pant with their mouth open. Yeah. I think it's the same thing. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I think they can do either way. So they have to mouth breathe for cardio, but when they're just hanging out doing low impact stuff, they can breathe through their nose if they prefer. It's kind of how humans do. I think so. I think think that tracks. Maybe their nostrils are slightly bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I think their nostrils can be slightly bigger. I think their trachea can be slightly wider. They've all just got really thick necks. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess there's like a little room in there. Got a little room over here. Uh, in my neck. In my neck. Like wrestler neck. Yeah. Yeah. They've got, well, I mean, they're beefy, aren't they? Yeah. I'm not saying like ridiculously thick neck, just like real human thick neck. Well, digestion was a pretty easy one to, uh, to tackle, huh? I feel like because ruminant stomachs are so specialized and modified. Well, horses actually, I don't think, are ruminants. Oh yeah, that's true, sorry. I'm pretty sure they're not kosher, so I'm gonna say no. <laughs> I feel like I've looked this up at some point in oh, my I'm life. Oh, I'm sure you have. <laughs> they also don't have cloven hooves, though, so they wouldn't be kosher. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they are not ruminants. They don't have multi-compartmented stomachs like cows do. Um, their stomach is actually much like a human's. It's just one compartment, but the um, thing that makes it different that allows it to digest plants and stuff the way that we can't, grasses and whatnot, the cellulose, um, is the um, enzymes going on in the gut and then fermentation in the hind gut. So they have a long gut that allows for a lot of fermentation to break down all that cellulose. So that's why they need a lot of room back there. So centaurs don't eat beetles. No. Well, that's a relief, I suppose. I feel like I feel like centaurs may be the first thing that we've hit on that is just, like, a little bit too far. Because, in terms of evolution, I mean. Mm. Like, I still am stuck on how did they even evolve. I think we need to... I think we need to go from they exist and continue onwards. That otherwise, is fair. Otherwise it becomes magic. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I think we'll have to do that with all the mythical creatures. Not all of them. We were able to somewhat make mermaids make sense with pangolin scales. That's true. Okay, I will absolutely give you that. Yeah, and aquatic ape theory, which may not be real science, but it's something that some may people May not believe. be real science? Okay, I was being underemphasizing for e- effect. It may not be real, but it works for this purpose of fake things that aren't real anyways. 
one thing it can prove. Yes. Yeah, fight me. <laughs> Aquatic ape theory proves that mermaids work. <laughs> there you have it. Yep. You heard it here first. Okay, but, um, yeah, I guess if we can accept that they just are, then, yeah, I think that we've got all of those base systems down. Yeah. The last thing to talk about is childs. It's childs. <laughs> yep. I don't know why I said it like that. It's centaur babies. It's, it's childs. The last thing is, uh, yes, a child, a human child, but not fully human. A half-human, half-horse child. Honestly, I think is is fine. Yeah. I don't have too many problems with it. Absolutely, the reproductive organs are in the first part. Yes, oh, they yeah. have to be. Absolutely. My only problem with it is the act of birthing a centaur child. I imagine it's much easier than a human, because it doesn't have the human pelvis problem. Are you talking about baby hitting the ground? That, too, but I was thinking about baby getting out of mom. Well, horses do just fine. Yes, but they have uh, two less arms, and the torso doesn't fold halfway up. Mm. Folding is an issue, because, you know, I... Because we said they don't flop forwards. Well, babies have soft bones, though. That's true. If we think about, I mean, the giraffe birth that was televised maybe, like, a year or two ago... um, they don't normally televise those because there's like a so many crazy things can go wrong. high chance of the baby breaking its neck on the way down because it is so far to fall. A high chance? It's like a third. Oh, wow. It's real high. Wow. Um, which is why zoos don't normally um, yeah. televise that shit. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to hate myself for doing this, but I'm Googling horse birth. Oh, I mean. I mean, I totally watched the live stream. I've watched elephant birth, both in real life and multiple times on video for a research project. Yeah, I'm just, I'm very curious about the, because, you know, I think we know that um, for humans, the ideal situation is the head comes out first, then the shoulders, and then the rest. I think for baby horses, it's the head and the front legs. Yeah, I think somebody told me that recently, and that tracks with what I'm seeing here. Maybe I should look for diagrams that would be a little easier to tell without the placenta in the way. Yeah, right. That would make sense, because if we get the head and the human bit and the front legs of the horse out, that that seems like a lot easier. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think the human part has to come out first, because it is the breathing part. You know, just like with a human, with a horse, with anything, you need the breathing parts out first. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so for a horse, the head and the front legs do come out first, followed pretty slickly by the rest of it. I think the thing that I'm getting hung up on is not the arms of the baby, it's the front legs of the horse portion. But couldn't they just fold up under the human baby torso? They would have to. It would have to be baby torso and four legs. Yeah. First. Yeah. Because that's the way that they bend. Yeah, that's what has to happen. And, I, you know, I, I do see, for, for giraffes, they do it standing up, but for horses, they do give birth laying down. Okay, that makes it much better. Um, I think because they are, horses are, want to lay down, they, they do that often, they can sleep laying on their sides, they do like to lay down and relax, I think giraffes do not and or cannot, <laughs> um, but horses have the ability to, so, um. Yeah, I think for centaur sleeping, for centaur birthing, they can lay down and lay on their sides. But also, they are social creatures who have hands. 
It's true. Oh, yeah. So, centaur midwives. Centaur midwives. Centaur midwives are totally a thing. Absolutely. I love it. Because yes. oftentimes, like, farmers, when they help their horses give birth, they have to pull the baby yeah. out. And they do this with cows. They do this with all sorts of four-legged yeah. things. They have to they have to help the baby out. Yeah. Um, and I think that's totally something that would be part of centaur culture. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yeah. you're right. So, follow-up question about centaur bulls. Are the foals as large as if you were to put a three-month-old baby on top of a newborn horse? Or are they a little bit smaller to make room? I feel like I I really love the increased gestation period so that yes. they have fully formed at least neck muscles. Because otherwise, that just is going to cause so many more issues. But I'm not talking about uh, strength. I'm talking about... um. But I'm not talking about strength. I'm talking about physical size of the infant in order to fit it in the uterus and also have enough time to build all of the muscles and be able to uh, get born properly. Yeah. Are they slightly smaller than their proportional parts would be if they were born on, as separate creatures? I'm thinking when a human baby can, like, reliably hold its neck up, what size is it? It's this big. I, I think I'm okay with that. I think I'm okay with, like, it's pretty babyish. It's not as small as, like, normal human newborns, but it is still fairly small in relation to the horse portion. Is the horse portion a little Excuse bit smaller? Me. The horseshoe. Yes, is the horseshoe a little bit smaller than a newborn foal? I feel like it's the same size as a newborn foal. I feel like so, it would, especially again with the lungs moving up. Oh, yeah, 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 that's and true. All the there reproductive is the uterus like that. Then. If the reproductive portion is all in the horse, you could assume that it follows mostly horse <laughs> stuff. Okay. Let's see here then, too. I've got a list of three month old baby milestones. What can a baby centaur do? Uh, it can hold its head up. Good. This says, um, this says can lift its head by 45 degrees during tummy time. Okay. I think with the added muscles that we're talking about to allow the body to be upright atop the horse, um, I think we can say that it probably develops a little bit faster and it can hold its head up. It can grab objects within its reach. It can bring its hands to its mouth. Um, it tracks objects than its field of vision, and its back muscles get really strong. Okay, cool. And it can imitate actions. So I think, you know, I think that's, like, a pretty good... I think that's really solid. Pretty, yeah. pretty yeah. Three-month-old general baby size. And if we take, um, like, the 12-month gestation of the horse mm -hmm. as the nine-month gestation of the human, that would make three yeah. months. Yeah, three months. Yeah, that's where that's where we got three months. Oh, three months. Yeah. yeah, was <laughs> if, it, if it has three months more to develop, and who knows? You know, the humans we give birth at nine months because we just can't take any more than that. That's why we have to pop them out then. Yeah, they and get too big to actually fit yeah. outside of our yeah, pelvis. They get too big, and so we have to have them removed some form or another. At that yeah. point, they have to get out, um, and then we devote a lot of care to them after that because they're so vulnerable because we have to give birth to them so easy early because of our pelvis. I think if, you know, so who knows what would happen if a baby was able to gestate for longer inside its mother, would it have an increased growth rate because it has its mother's, all of the nutrients and all of the immune system and everything that its mother has? Like, I think so. I think it could even develop a little bit faster yeah. possibly. And, uh, 
according to this, by the time a baby is eight months old, they can sit unassisted for several minutes at a time. Okay. So we're getting to somewhere around in the four to seven months, they can sit up completely independently, and then we've got those extra muscles. I think that, yeah, by the time they come out, they should be able to stay supported on their own. Yeah, and I think that the extra muscles that we're talking about to anchor the human to the horse and allow for, like, the, I think it makes complete sense that they would have stronger back muscles yeah. to be good at their archery. Yeah. Um, I think that we could totally say that their babies would be able to slip up yeah. at an earlier yeah. age. Yeah. Um, Especially horses, if the horse fit is moving. Yeah. yeah, the horses can run. Horses can run a couple hours after being born. Yeah. They move very quickly. They're not always super steady, <laughs> but they can do it. Um, but I, I also really like um, this idea that I was seeing within um, some of the art that I was looking at about centaur parenting and this idea of like a, a sling that the parents could like carry the centaur baby in this sling. Mm-hmm. I think this is totally fair. I think that I think that they can yeah. run. But they wouldn't need to because they're not just a prey animal anymore. Yes, and they do have, like, they have the human, humanoid parent that cares for them and that knows that it needs to take care of this vulnerable baby. So it's, like, it's a sort of a blending, again, like everything with centaurs, of human and horse. And the parents have weapons and a whole herd to help protect the baby, so... Yeah, so I think it totally makes sense for them to be a little bit helpless, but not as helpless as human babies. They're a little bit more developed, but... um, Oh, which also makes me think of another thing about this, which is that if the baby centaur can be a little bit more helpless, that means that maybe it can devote a little bit more of its growth energy to getting the human half of the body ready to be standing up sooner. Yeah, that's true. Not all the way there yet. Yeah. Not fully cooked. Because, like, they they would have um, parents that are patient and caring and, like, have weapons and stuff. They're not just strict prey animals like yeah. horses are. Absolutely. Which then means not having to be able to run at birth, which means that that also would help to protect them from the not snapping their own floppy little necks. And maybe they could devote more energy to growing the necks instead of the legs. That is a very fair point. But even, like, human children, after, like, two years, take a lot of tumbles. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the human skeleton being more elastic is is definitely going to be very important for centaurs. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But also, like, they've got a two-year-old horse is, like, ready to go. Yeah. That's, like, prime racehorse age, like, two, three years. Oh, God. Um, It would definitely take longer for a centaur. It would have to. But the the thing is that human babies have two legs, and horse babies have four legs. Babies kept in the legs. They, well, they're they're much more stable, though. That's true. Um, it does take a lot longer to learn to walk when you don't have any stability. Yeah, when you have to learn to balance. Um, Point taken. And horses, like they come out like pretty much knowing how to do it. They just have to like get the strength up and do it. Um, so I think there's some that makes sense. And I also see there. like on your graphic of like a female centaur breastfeeding a baby centaur. Yeah. Uh, which I think is because that was one of our questions really at the good. start. Yeah. Was, how's how is how is it done? 
Which makes sense. Actually, it has, like, both oh. horse breasts and human breasts in action. In this picture. Yeah, so I like the idea, I like the idea that there's both. Um, but I also think it makes sense that the human portion has functional breasts, because we do see that in, like, drawings and stuff of female centaurs. Mm-hmm. I don't know when female centaurs comes along. Yeah, they're pretty new, I think, because centaurs are, like, masculine energy in all the, like, things. Let me Let's get look. back That's to myth. Absolutely yes. something. Variations, female centaurs. Um, centaurides, or centauresses, are not mentioned in early Greek literature and art. Um, so so this women back then. I know, right? Women didn't exist. Um, this first comes on the scene in the 4th century BC in Macedonia. Okay, that's the 4th century old. is, I think, we can consider part of the canon. Yeah. And Ovid also mentions a centaurus named Hylonomy. Okay. Um, and then I've got uh, an image here of, oh, it's not going to load, of course, because the internet. But there is an image here as well that shows a female centaur that does have breasts, human breasts. So the precedent is there. Okay. And if we know that they lay down to give birth, then it makes sense they could also lay down for nursing. They can well also lay down to nurse. Yeah, and th- I like this image that I'm looking at here. She's lifting up what looks to be more of a young infant, possibly like a month or two yeah. old. Um, but then there's an older one who's maybe four. Um, it's hard to tell because you can't see the face, uh, but nursing um, from the horse memory loans. Okay, so, but... That feels like a case of something pretty redundant, though, having both. It absolutely it? is. So. And why would they have both? Like, what's the advantage having? Good question. It doesn't seem like there would be any, because they're still producing enough milk for the baby. They would need to produce twice as much milk for wherever the baby was coming yeah. from. Yeah. Here's a question. Um, when do horses and babies stop nursing? I imagine fairly early on. That's a really good question. I think horses don't nurse for as long as human babies do. So if the human baby needs to nurse for longer, it would be evolutionarily advantageous for her to have two places to nurse from. Wait, what? That doesn't make sense. If the human baby, if she has one child who she gestates for nine months, or for 12 months, right? So she has one baby. That baby is breastfeeding for a year. She has another baby. And now she has a place to breastfeed both of her babies. Because human babies breastfeed, breastfeed for several years, right? Like two or three? They Sometimes can. They can. They can. I, I know it's like, it's it's pretty much recommended for a year at least. Yeah, for a year so, at least. Solid year. Oh, this also brings up the question, though, that oftentimes lactating can be a form of birth control. Yeah. So. So maybe not then. The question of if she could conceive while she was nursing. I mean, it's possible, I presume. Especially if it's what their species evolved to do. This is a picture of a centaur riding a horse. Oh my god! I totally missed that. That's a lot. A foal will nurse for at least four months before being weaned when under human management, but it's been known to nurse for up to a year in the wild. Which is actually pretty comparable with, I mean, human babies. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd imagine in the wild they don't nurse for two, three years, maybe? Or maybe they do. I mean, it depends on how um, readily available other food is. 
So, yeah, I don't really see why you would have both be available. The only thing I can imagine is, probably in most early depictions, whenever there is women, there is boobs. Yeah. Yeah, and we did talk about this with mermaids as well. Yeah. Which, with mermaids, it fits with the lore of them uh, luring sailors to their dooms, but... Well, and I have to wonder if they if they would have breasts. Because as an individual that has breasts, running is not fun with them. Oh god, that's a and really good point! archery is way harder. Archery is that's not fun That's why the Amazonians burned yeah. breasts, so that they could draw the arrow better. Yeah. So, I'm thinking... Busty Centaurs is a male fantasy. Yeah. And is not scientifically reasonable. Reasonable. I I completely agree with that. Yeah. And we can also make this fit the lore by males male only centaurs uh, kind of existing in the fiction for a lot longer before females were because ever they were all flat chested. All flat chested. So everyone just and assumed they were all dudes. Had long hair. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In yeah. the wild, you or not maybe a lot of not because. In the wild. Maybe they would have shorter hair, though, to keep it from getting tangled in their bowstrings. I don't know what it's like to do archery with long hair. Although I do uh, like, you know, horses. Uh, like, some horses have manes that only grow to a certain length. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. true. I mean, just like like human leg hair only grows to a certain length. It's true. Or, yeah, horses. Uh, <laughs> I remember just... The, are you remembering the, Oh, I was going to say, are you remembering Medusa? Because that's last time we talked about hair. Yes, and also just thinking of how long one's leg hair could get without that rule. Oh and how horrible that is. It's like a literal forest. But yeah, I think that makes so, sense okay. that they'd be flat-chested. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. No centaur boobs. No centaur yeah. boobs. Only centaur horse boobs. Yeah, yeah, they nurse like horses do. Yeah. Which makes sense, too, because all the reproductive everything is back there anyways. So to have the, like feeding of your child yeah. back there as well makes sense. I also have a really good other point of proof. Yeah. Um, anybody who has ever picked up an infant will tell you that they get heavy very, very quickly. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, they if do. If you add a horse portion to that, how heavy is that? Like, after the first month, there's no yeah. way you can pick that kid there's up. There's no way. Yeah. So it makes sense it would feed from the ground. Yeah, it would, it would absolutely feed from the ground. Do you think that that angle of craning its neck with the abdomen would be an issue. I mean, no more than holding the human part upright. It's like looking up. I mean, but what's the height of a centaur full versus the height of that centaur breasts? True. This does, this picture that I'm looking at does look um, pretty equal to a horse and a foal. Well, that, I think... This would require the, the hor- human torso to fold forward. Alternately, there is still the option of the foal being smaller than a horse foal. How about, what if they, like, crouch down, like, with their hind legs, and then that has ah, a human portion going vertical, and so you, you don't have the gravity sit, weight. sit like a dog with the hind legs? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not it. sure if that's a thing a horse can accomplish. But they can sit on all fours and reach up. And they can also, um, like, lean down, or at least... Yeah. These are some very funny pictures of horses sitting. Um, they're not very good at it. They're not. I've seen this before. This is as graceful as you yeah. would imagine. Um, this being. But imagine like the horse part lays down and the human part is facing up. They also have hands which can aid in them actually, like getting the nipple to mouth accurate yeah. with their hands. Do they, babies do that? Babies have 
I mean, they have rooting reflex, but, yeah. like, babies will definitely, like, especially when they're in the infant stage, yeah. they'll be like, tap on breasts, I want milk, please. Okay. But do they use that to help guide the nipple to their mouth? I have never breastfed, so I'm not sure, but I, I don't think they use it to guide the nipple to their mouth. I don't think it's that um, yeah. cerebral, but there is the motion, just like kittens do where they need, yeah. where they push on the breast to yeah. like encourage the milk flow. Okay. Um, I googled for nursing centaur, and I did find an old French engraving. I'm not finding a date for it, but it like it looks. Um, it's probably fairly recent. Fairly, I mean, fairly recent, but I don't know. Based on the technology, I'm gonna guess probably like not too much, not too much before the Renaissance. Oh yeah. yes, so more recent than like you know yeah. BC whatever. Um. But this is showing, uh, of course, a centaur woman with human breasts kneeling yeah. down, and also the baby standing on her leg, She's which is make not a, lot a thing of sense. that would happen. Yeah. Horses do have very fragile legs. A, a broken leg will um, will absolutely destroy a horse. This kills the horse. Oh, I really like this. Ooh. Look how big these nostrils are. Yeah. Those are some good big nostrils. With some good flat teeth. Yeah. It's got, a, it's got a weird arrangement. This is weird. I just liked the nostrils. We can cut that out. Okay, good. Okay, so what do we still need to know about centaurs? How, so what is their... Sorry. So what is there left to say about centaurs? I think that's all the things. Yeah, I think that we can kind of assume that in the human torso, it's going to be mostly lungs. The horse is going to have a bigger heart, but overall its organs are going to be shifted a little bit yeah. upwards for the ribcage protection. Um, the human pelvis has to be kind of centered over the horse's forelegs to support it. Um, may or may not be part of the scapula, sort of either on top of each other or connected. Yeah, um, but definitely in the same area. Um, and horse reproduction, probably not human breasts. It just doesn't make a lot of sense for... I'm a, I am a big, big fan of what you said about that's why we don't see female centaurs. Yeah. <laughs> everyone just assumed they were male. I'm a yeah. big fan of that. This makes yeah. so much sense. Like... <laughs> like, I'm really glad. I feel like we found a good way to make centaurs acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we just have to ignore evolution, this. but yeah. Yeah, we just have to go from a stance of the creature exists, going from there, what can we figure out about yeah, it? that makes sense to me. I feel good. I feel very good about this. That's awesome. Do you want to, let's tease the next episode? Do you want to yeah. go for mine, or are we... Shifting it around a bit. So, I'm very curious about what you have. I also have one that could also work for Halloweeniness, but I think yours definitely. I'm really excited about mine because it's a very good Rachel question, and I want to see what questions you guys come up with. Okay, let's do that, and then after that one I have one. Sounds great. Uh, our creature is going to be next week, ghosts. Hell yeah, ghosts! Ghost! Ghost! So spooky. So spooky. Spooky ghost. No magic. Ghost. No magic. Ghost. 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 Wow, there are so many things. I saw a and collided too. A big bull from this town on two. Birds and beasts are in a stew. Produced on the loose. What do I do? Be sure to break in the mirror. Alright, well, thank you so much for listening. You can reach out to us in a bunch of ways. 
questions that you think we should debate, definitely send us an email. It's sciencingfiction at gmail.com. You can also like and follow us on Facebook at Sciencing Fiction, where we'll be posting some photo companions to our episodes so you can follow along with our visual references. And if you want it short and sweet, we're also on Twitter at Sciencing Fic. That's S-C-I-E-N-C-E-I-N-G-F-I-C. Also, make sure to subscribe if you want to be among the first to hear when a new episode comes out. No cryptids were harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye.